Good Monday morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. A delight to have you along with us as always. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental CoversMe.com. And just as we have experienced our first major storm really in quite some time. I was going to say of of the season, but really in quite some time, uh, we are going to be uh, giving away an opportunity for you to ski free on us here at WKXL as uh, we are going to uh, have some, uh, some great, great opportunities for you to win lift tickets for... Loon Mountain in Lincoln, New Hampshire, beautiful resort. And uh, we will have your opportunity to call in in the not-too-distant future. So put this uh, telephone number in your cell phone if you're uh, technically inclined enough to do it. I, 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 I can do it, so I'm sure you can too. But uh, 603-224-1450, when we give you the cue to call in, and uh, you, you get through to Andrew first, you will be able to ski free on us at Loon Mountain in uh, beautiful Lincoln, New Hampshire, because, uh, boy, we really got uh, a lot of snow, uh, as you know. But the good part about it, in most of the state anyway, at least uh, in, uh, in Concord and, and parts north, uh, it was a uh, very light snow. Uh, you, you felt as if you could just about blow it off your car, right? Yeah, so it wasn't bad. There was not a heavy moisture content because the temperatures uh, were on the cold side, right? In around 20, 22 degrees when it was snowing for the most part. And, you know, if, it, if the temperature is warmer, the uh, moisture content is is going to be more. But it, 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 it at least in, in Concord and North, the uh, moisture content was not uh, was not too bad at all. Uh, the uh, I guess the winter was in uh, the southernmost part of the state in terms of inches. Salem had 18 inches of snow. So Salem, uh, according to uh, the list I was looking at uh, earlier today, Salem had uh, 18 inches of snow, and Tilton was next in line with 17. And then uh, Haverhill, uh, New Hampshire, up north, 16 and a half. Northampton, 16. Center Harbor, 15. These are some of the larger totals. Uh, Brookline had 15, as did East Hampstead, Hampstead, Hampton, Hudson, Wolfboro, all with 15 inches of snow. And Manchester and Concord, both checking in at eight and a half. Now, I know uh, Manchester Public Schools are open today, I think, on a delay, Andrew. Am I correct? A two-hour delay in Manchester? I believe that's the case. Yes, uh, for some schools. For some schools. Yeah, I, I am. there's probably some that might be canceled, some that might be normal, but I just know that there's a couple of middle school and elementary schools that are a two-hour delay today. Oh, all right. And uh, Concord, open. Public schools open in, in Concord. Uh, private schools are 
closed in the capital city, but the uh, the public schools are open in Concord. So there you go. I hope everybody gets all the snow off their car because uh, at least in this area, uh, it wasn't too hard to do. Just uh, get that brush out there and uh, uh, you'll be all set to go. And the ski areas certainly benefiting uh, from uh, not only the snow they received, but from the uh, knowledge that Massachusetts folks have now that there is plenty of snow in the Granite State. So they can uh, uh, start uh, coming up and visiting our ski areas. I was heading toward uh, the Lakes region uh, Friday night to throw some axes. And uh, Andrew was there as well, and uh, and Kitty Ray, and uh, all, everybody. Uh, Jane was there, and Ray, the, the whole gang. Cat uh, threw some axes, and uh, you know, Cat Andrew was pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah, she got the hang of it pretty quick. She did, she did. Uh, you know, had you ever thrown one before? I have, yes. You have, mm-hmm. okay. You were an experienced axe thrower, but uh, possible, but yeah, <laughs> I, I had never thrown one, and uh, and Slim, uh, host of our sports machine. I don't think Slim had ever thrown one, but uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun that uh, axe and ale in uh, Guilford on on Friday night. The whole uh, WKXL crew was there. And it was it was a blast, and uh, check it out sometime. If you've never thrown an axe, it's about time. It's about time you get out there and threw an axe. Uh, speaking of axes, uh, there could be one falling in Foxborough uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, because, uh, yeah, Bill Belichick well, might, might have coached his final game. With the New England Patriots yesterday, and what a dismal affair it was. A 17-3 loss to the New York Jets. This this really hits home. The Patriots have not lost to the Jets since the Obama administration. How about that? The Patriots had beaten the Jets 15 consecutive times until yesterday's 7-3 setback in the snow in Foxborough. So the fate of Bill Belichick as head coach of the Patriots is hanging in the balance right now. Reportedly, there is a meeting today between uh, Belichick and Patriots owner Robert Kraft. So we shall see. Uh, we may not know the result of that meeting uh, today or tonight, but uh, they will be talking. They definitely will be talking. And uh, I, I think if you were to put my feet to the fire, I think Bill Belichick has, in fact, coached his final game as head coach of the New England Patriots. And, and listen, what, what a legacy. What a legacy he leaves. Six Super Bowl championships. Six. Uh, I mean, he is arguably the best NFL coach of all time. But the time has come, I think, for him to move on. He will have no shortage of opportunities to support himself and his family. Uh, The minute it is determined, if in fact it will be determined that he's no longer the coach, uh, offers will be streaming in, not only from NFL teams, but I'm sure NFL networks, as, as uh, you know, uh, 
CBS, NBC, ABC, the NFL Network, they all, you know, cover cover games. And uh, Fox, somebody would offer Bill Belichick a king's ransom to either be one of the studio analysts or in the broadcast booth. Now, as many of you know, uh, Tom Brady uh, has a contract already with Fox to begin covering football next year. And uh, he is scheduled to be, you know, one of the members uh, in the broadcast booth of their top team at Fox uh, starting uh, the 2024 NFL regular season, probably in the preseason as well. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be something if Fox could pull this off and have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the same broadcast booth? Now, come on. You talk about must-see TV. Whoa. I mean, you wouldn't miss a game regardless of the matchup. It could be, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. And you'd still watch. You'd still watch, right? So at any rate, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit uh, later on because our good friend uh, John Leahy, is I understand, John, that you're already on the line. I'm on the line and hanging on, Ken. You're hanging on, but not for dear life. You're, you're very comfortable, I hope, at, at this moment in time. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to our chat. Well, John, how, how much snow did you get on the Massachusetts-Rhode Island border? I would say we got uh, between 8 and 10 inches, Ken. Okay, now was it the heavy snow? Yes, because I was out shoveling it last night, so I can attest to the heaviness of it. You it can was. attest to it. It was, well, yeah. because I'm sure the temperatures were warmer in your neck of the woods than they were here. And uh, we did not have a great moisture content in the snow. So it was rather light in uh, central and northern New Hampshire. For, at any rate, that's all I can attest to. Uh, but uh, down near your neck of the woods, it was a lot more difficult to shovel, I'm sure. Anyway... We're going to be talking uh, hockey. We'll talk a little football. We'll talk about uh, your book, which is going to be uh, back out very soon. All of that stuff coming up, John. So just stay where you are, and uh, we'll chat with you in a few minutes. I look forward to it. Thanks, Ken. All right, John Lee, Hockey East guru, is going to be with us right after these words. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL. And don't forget, coming up... Your chance to ski for free on us at Loon Mountain from WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL and HTalkRadio.com. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Andrew and I talked about our axe-throwing experience on uh, Friday. John Leahy is with us, our Hockey East guru, and we'll talk Hockey East. We'll talk a few things today. But I have to ask you, John, have you ever thrown an axe? 
Oh wow! I can't say that I have Ken. Even uh, even an anger. Even going, to, even, <laughs> even going to King Richard's Fair, I don't think I ever threw an axe. So I, I got to give you props on that one. Well, you know these axe throwing places are are popping up all over the place, and uh, we went to one. Uh, the uh, KXL crew went to one on on Friday night in Guilford. We had a, a great time. They had uh, great food, great beverages, John. I know you're interested in that. Uh, great adult beverages, uh, big screen TVs, and uh, and lots of lanes to throw axes. And even well, if, yeah, I've never thrown one. I never threw one before Friday night anyway. Well, I, I have to ask you, how did you do? I did okay. I, you know, it took a while to to get in the groove, you know, and, and exactly know how, how to release the axe and the little twist you had to put on it with your wrist in order for the axe to stay in the wall and, uh, you know, reasonably on target. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. really was. It's great with a you know, group of people to go out and throw axes, just not in their direction. That's all. But it is all, uh, everybody has to sign a waiver and uh, you, know, you have a good time. And uh, it was it was terrific. So Now, uh, is, it a case, is it a case where you have to throw the axe Kind of at an angle, so it curves into the middle like a bowling ball. Uh, no, I tried to throw it as straight as possible. Uh, you know, maybe that's not the, the the right way. I mean, I I I got it to stick on a number of occasions, but uh, you know, it, it just uh, the release point. It's like a pitcher; the release point is very important, and uh, you kind of have to twist your wrist wrist a little bit and turn the axe over. And uh, like maybe like throwing a screwball, I don't know, in baseball. <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, uh, it, it was fun. Uh, I, I think once you throw it five or six times, you, you get the hang of it and what you need to do with your, your arm and wrist motion to, to make it stick to the wall. Nice. Yeah, but but you'll have to try it sometime, John. Maybe we can uh, we can get together and, and have a you know a, a show at an axe throwing place and and put it on on your on your radio station. Well, as long as people aren't throwing axes at me when I'm up on stage playing music, I'm that's good. right. That that is very true. You don't want that to happen, folks. Uh, but well, what a weekend it was, John. Not only the big snowstorm, uh, but so many things going on, including. Uh, the, the final Patriots game of the season uh, might have been uh, the final game uh, for Bill Belichick. What do you? What's your take on that? Is Bill in or out? You know, I've been asking that question myself to a lot of people. I even talked with someone who's kind of in the Patriots organization. Uh, I have a feeling that the Patriots are going to move on from Bill. Uh, you know, I think that given the events of this year, uh, and given the slope of the team over the last couple of years, and also the most important aspect being uh, with empty seats in the stadium, yesterday notwithstanding because the weather was so right. terrible. Yeah. You know, there's been a drop-off in attendance, and I know that's something that is in the forefront of Mr. Kraft's mind. So I, I think Bill and Robert will have that conversation today, and I, I do think in my gut that the Patriots will move on. I guess there was a, a conflict that the Bill Belichick wanted to keep Matt Patricia on staff, and Robert Kraft uh, supposedly overruled him. So, uh, you know, there was some conflict there. But I think that uh, it will all be discussed, and I, and I do think 
And, of course, I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times. But, uh, you know, I do think that they will move on from Bill. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's just my gut. I I think they will, and I I think they should. I I mean, listen, what what a legacy. I mean, he's undoubtedly one of the great NFL coaches of all time. But since, since Tom Brady left four years ago, one miserable playoff appearance against yeah. Buffalo, and that's been it. That, that yeah. has been it, and uh, you just can't do that. Anybody else, if he hadn't, you know, build up, uh, built up, uh, you know, that, that reputation and won six Super Bowls, any other coach would have been out long ago. But right. I, I think it's time to move on. Is there anybody you'd like to see uh, take over? I know, you know, uh, Gerard Mayo, who's the uh, defensive coordinator now, uh, you know, has been talked about. Uh, what, what, are, what is your thought? Well, you know, I'd like to reserve judgment until Black Monday is over with. Right. <clears throat> Coaches get fired. Yeah. And, you know, I think once the pool of candidates becomes a little more clear, uh, you know, I think that uh, I'd have a better response to that. You know, Mike Brabel, yep. uh, who knows what his future is like in Tennessee. Uh, but I know that it's something that Mr. Kraft probably has given thought to. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think, I think Jared Mayo is a very viable candidate, but uh, I don't think if the Patriots are going to move on to Bill Belichick, I think it's going to happen quickly. And uh, I think that uh, they would move on quickly to find a successor. Well, it, it has to be done quickly because, you know, the draft will be here before you know it. And the Patriots are going to be picking third, which is a very important pick. Uh, coming up. So if in fact, uh, Bill Belichick is no longer calling the shots, uh, you got to get someone in here very quickly to uh, assemble a coaching staff and, and what have you. So there's uh, a lot of uh, balls in the air right now. But it, me, if it was up to me, I would do whatever I could. Now, there have been rumors that Mike Vrabel might be fired by Tennessee. Uh, they had a losing season. Uh, I would love to see Patriots Hall of Famer Mike Vrabel uh, who who made some of the most unbelievable plays in Patriots history? Uh, rejoin this team as head coach. I think he would be a terrific fit uh, with yeah, the Patriots. And, and here's another possibility, right? They could keep Belichick and strip him of the general manager duty. Uh, that that is one, I guess, school of thought that's been out there. But I don't think that's something that Bill would agree to. Right? I don't think so. so. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, that has been floated for sure. But I, I really don't think so. John, you said you have been wrong before. Speaking about being wrong, uh, it seems like only yesterday that we did our uh, preseason podcast, your, your podcast that airs uh, every week. Uh, you were part of it. I was part of it. Our good friend and former uh, WKXL employee, Mike Murphy, was part of it, and uh, another broadcaster who we can't mention was part of it. Uh, right. But the four of us, and I'll tell you, I you know I don't remember how everybody did. I know I had Philadelphia and Cincinnati in in the Super Bowl. Well, Cincinnati is long gone. I mean, they lost Joe Burrow for most of the season. Philadelphia kind of stumbling into the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I I, I guess we've all been wrong before, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, we were all wrong with with a lot of our predictions. Uh, you know, it, it, we we go on the best available data that we think we have in August, but 
Well, the games certainly play out uh, a lot differently. And uh, I know Mike Murphy picked his beloved New York Jets to win the Super Bowl. And uh, I think that uh, that became an issue when Aaron Rodgers went down on the first uh, minute of his tenure with the New York Jets. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it's, at the time, you, you do what you think is right, but the games uh, almost always prove you wrong. I mean, the, the Jets lost uh, Aaron Rodgers early in their opener, which they actually won. They actually won that opener, but uh, the Jets won seven games. Patriots only won four. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, you would think that, you know, the Jets would have had a shot with with Aaron Rodgers, but uh, he went down early and, and Joe Burrow went down. He was he was really of little use uh, during most of the season for Cincinnati, as it turned out. Uh, so yeah, you ne- you never know how it's uh, how it's all going to play out. But here here's the ironic thing you talk- you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and just brought to mind, you know, the last person it it appeared that Bill Belichick talked to on the field at Foxborough yesterday was in fact Aaron Rodgers when he left the field, and you know, of course he uh, had his press conference. It was like an hour and a half after the game ended that he had his. Uh, media availability, uh, Bill Belichick, I'm talking about. And I was hoping that somebody among the media would ask what Aaron Rodgers said to him. Now, maybe he wouldn't have disclosed it, but I would have been interested in, you know, the question being asked, and nobody asked it. You know, I would. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, would Rodgers be recruiting Belichick to coach the Jets? That hey, would be fun. Yeah. Hey, listen, if, if if he wanted him, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the, the Jets owner would uh, be glad to have Bill Belichick on board. Wouldn't that be the ultimate irony? It would, but it's not going to happen because Bill Belichick hates the New York Jets with a passion. So that's not going to happen. Well... It probably won't, but it would be an, an, an interesting scenario for sure. John Leahy is with us, and I promise, folks, we'll talk a little Hockey East coming up. Uh, John, if you can hang with us. Yes, sir. All right. John Leahy shall return, ladies and gentlemen, and coming up a little bit later on, your chance to ski free on us at Loon Mountain in Lincoln, where the conditions are superb. Back after these words, Kale and Company Live, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And John Leahy, our Hockey East guru, is with us. We haven't talked any Hockey East yet. But I just want to mention uh, this story just in. Breaking news, Ron Rivera has been fired as head coach of the Washington Commanders. So, John, another one bites the dust. Late late last night, it was Arthur Smith uh, fired from Atlanta. Now Ron Rivera officially out as head coach of the Washington Commanders. So there you go. Yeah, we talked about that before the season. I was of the belief that the Washington needed to make the playoffs uh, for Ron Rivera to uh, keep his job, and, and that didn't happen. The commanders were uh, very much below the expectations uh, that uh, they wanted, and so that is the consequence. And there you go. Black Monday officially underway in the NFL. The only question is, who's next? Who is next 
in line. You know, I, I think, you know, there's been rumors that the Rabel, Mike Rabel might be fired in Tennessee. I think Tennessee would be, even if they want to fire him, would be reluctant to do it immediately uh, because knowing that the Patriots might have a strong interest in him, they might be looking for some comp- uh, compensation from the Patriots. If they fire him, they won't get any compensation. Right, right. It's, it's a complicated puzzle. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, but I'm sure that the the Titans know which direction they're going to go. As of now, it be interesting to see how it plays out over the next day or so. Oh, it will. It it will certainly do be uh, very interesting. And we got the <laughs> the championship, the college championship game uh, tonight: Michigan and Washington. Will you be watching, John? Uh, it depends. I've got a lot of work to do today. I've got a real busy week, but I will probably peek in on it. Absolutely. And, uh, yep. It should it should be a great ball game. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of pulling for the Wolverines, but uh, it, it should be a great one. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Celtics playing tonight, Bruins, uh, the college championship, so much going on. But we want to talk about Hockey East right now. And I know, John, you were off this past weekend. Merrimack uh, not in action. John Leahy, longtime voice of the Merrimack College Warriors hockey team in Hockey East. They they did not play this weekend, but a couple of good uh, non-conference wins for the UNH men's Wildcats. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we're pretty much at the point of the season now where we're wrapping up the non-league play. Uh, UNH did have a strong weekend with a couple of wins over Princeton, so uh, these are the games you have to win. You know, they help your national standing and positioning. Uh, but uh, the Wildcats uh, did what they had to do on home ice. UNH has been virtually unbeatable at the Whittemore Center this year. They're 8-1-1. and uh, So that bodes well for the future. But the UNH won both of their games last week, as did Merrimack. The Warriors knocked off Stonehill on Sunday and then a victory over Holy Cross on Tuesday. So UNH and Merrimack uh, were undefeated for the week, as was Maine. And uh, the Black Bears continue to play great hockey. Maine, uh, a few days ago, were number one in the country in the pairwise. Wow. Uh, yeah, Black Bears come in at number three right now. And Maine will be making the trip down to the XL Center in Hartford this weekend as they'll take on UConn, your and mine favorite place, Ken Dale. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it at the XL Center. <laughs> Just glad I don't have to do games from there anymore. <laughs> well, it was not not among my favorite places to visit. I know you like it. You You like that aerial view. I loved it. Yeah, it was a great place to do a game, and uh, I always loved the perspective uh, from from way up top. But uh, so why anyway, great. why are they not playing on campus? Well, I think the agreement was that uh, UConn would still uh, play selected games at the XL Center. Of course, they have their new building, the Toscano Ice Forum and Stores, which is their primary home. But they didn't want to abandon the XL Center completely, so there are still a few games that they're going to play there. And uh, this weekend is going to be one of them. And given the success that Maine has had in the first half of the season, yep. I expect them really to belt that place out in terms of attendance. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. It was, yeah, there was a league game uh, last weekend, a great one between UConn and UMass. I happened to watch that one on Friday night, and that one ended up in a 3-3 tie, and UConn won the shootout. So, uh, again, Ken, as you would expect, it's a very tight race in Hockey East. There are only 10 points separating the top seven teams. And I have to tell you that if the season were to end today, uh, there would be six 
Hockey East teams in the national tournament. Wow. And UNH, UNH is one of them. The Wildcats are 11th in the pairwise. UMass is 13th. Then you've got four teams in the top 10. BU, number one. You've got Maine, number three. BC, number four. And Providence is ninth. So you'd have six teams in the national tournament if it ended today. And if the season ended today also, UNH Wildcats would be the sixth seed, and they would host the Northeastern Huskies. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Hey, don't don't tell me anyone that uh, the hockey East is not the best collegiate hockey conference in the country. John Leahy just proved it right there. Yeah, no, it, it's a great race, and uh, I think you're going to see uh, a lot of battles in the second half. Uh, the league is so good this year; it's as good a, a year as I can ever remember. And uh, even the teams at the bottom, Merrimack and Northeastern. Uh, I, I think they have the potential to have great second halves. Northeastern's going to be a dangerous team uh, because uh, they're starting to get healthy now. And uh, I, I think this Northeastern team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, uh, busy weekend coming up uh, for John Leahy. And uh, what, what about on the, the women's side of Hockey East? Well, on the women's side, surprise, surprise, Northeastern is starting to make noise. The Huskies, the Huskies won both of their games last week. They're headed up to Orono this week. Northeastern has won five in a row, and uh, they're the hottest team on the women's side right now. Boston College had a league win over Maine by a score of 3-2. to two. Uh, BU's won a couple of games in a row. The Terriers are up at Orono tonight as they're playing Maine in a uh, rescheduled, uh, rescheduled game from late October. And uh, so that is something that we'll be looking forward to. But, uh, uh, again, last week uh, in the in the women's uh, division, Northeastern winning both. BC had a win. UConn was swept. Vermont was swept out at RPI. Providence and Merrimack both uh, lost both of their games. And uh, Maine and Holy Cross each lost the game that they played. But the, the big thing for the women, Ken, and I want to really plug and promote this, next week is the women's bean pot. And the women's bean pot will begin. The first round will be played at the Harvard. And okay. then the, the championship round of the bean pot will be, for the first time, at TD Garden. Oh, very nice. Very and nice. One, and uh, if I could, just for a quick second, I want to mention on my podcast this week, we're going to have uh, two podcast episodes. We're going to preview the women's bean pot. We're going to talk to uh, Natalie Nori who is the color analyst on Nesson for the Women's Bean Pot. Uh, we'll have her interview on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we'll have the second episode. We'll talk to uh, Bridget Prue, and she's going to be doing the play-by-play for the Women's Bean Pot on Nesson. So you're going to get two perspectives. We're going to preview the Women's Bean Pot this week. And uh, you can catch it over at LahyStorytelling.com. Uh, outstanding. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, hockey, and uh, while we're on the topic, uh, your hockey book is being uh, reissued. Yeah, looking forward to it. I just got some uh, the uh, 10 complimentary copies from the publisher, and uh, we're in the midst of getting this book back out into the world. It's going to be on sale hopefully in a short couple of weeks, and uh, I will make an announcement on that. But uh, Breakaway Wisdom is a book I'm very proud of, and uh, it's a book where I sat down with the uh, coaches of Hockey East, uh, the men's hockey coaches, and we, we had discussions about success topics, and it's a fascinating read, and I hope people will be interested in it. 
Oh, no doubt about it. And uh, it, it'll be uh, reissued very shortly, and uh, John will give you the, the details of uh, how to get it. But I tell you, John, I'm not surprised about the resurgence of the Northeastern women under Dave Flint, New Hampshire native. Uh, you knew he would have his team ready to go when it counts the most. Yeah, you wait and see. When we come to the end of the season, Northeastern will be at the top. I guarantee it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, I, I really appreciate you spending the extra time here today with us. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, chatting again next week. Ken, as always, it's a great pleasure. Thanks again for having me on. All right. The great group guru of Hockey East, John Leahy, the voice of the Merrimack College Warriors for longer than I can remember. John, thanks again. Appreciate it. And uh, John will rejoin us uh, next week and bring us up to date on the top conference in college hockey in the entire country. All right, we will take a break and write this number down, 603-224-1450. Right after the break, we'll give you a chance to ski free on us. At Loon Mountain, WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. We are back. Kale and Company Live, WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Time going by much too quickly on this Monday. Already two NFL coaches have been fired on Black Monday. Arthur Smith of Atlanta, Ron Rivera of Washington. But right now, we are going to give you, our WKXL listeners, the opportunity to ski free on us at the beautiful Loon Mountain Resort in Lincoln, New Hampshire. The first caller to get through to our producer, Andrew Gibson, at 603-224-1450, we'll ski free on WKXL. 603-224-1450 is the number to call. Meanwhile, while we await our winner, the Dodgers did it again, folks. Signing another of the top free agents on the market. A player the Red Sox were interested in, along with other teams as well, but the Dodgers got him. Teoscar Hernandez, you probably know him best as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays, who uh, <laughs> he was very tough against the Red Sox over the years, especially at Fenway Park. But Teoscar Hernandez is now, for one year anyway, at $23.5 million a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. What an offseason it has been for the Dodgers in, in terms of signing free agents like Shohei Otani, for example, the number one free agent, bar none, on the market. He's a Dodger. Yoshinubo Yamamoto, the Japanese sensation, also a member of the Dodgers. Former Tampa Bay pitcher Tyler Glasnow, now a member of the Dodgers. And the latest to join the fold, 
Teoscar Hernandez. Wow. What an offseason it has been for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, we have our winner on the line. Who do we have? It's John from Candia. John from Candia. John, congratulations. We haven't spoken in a while. It, it has been a long time. A long yep. time. I'm, I'm glad you're still tuned in. Oh, follow you everywhere. Oh, well, thank you, John. I, I appreciate that. So we're, we're going to give you the opportunity to ski free on us at Loon Mountain in Lincoln. And, uh, John, how, how was the snow in Candia? Um, we got like 8 to 10 here. I skied yesterday at Cannon, and there was probably 8, eight inches there yesterday. So it was a good day. A good day at Cannon. You'll have a great day on us at Loon in the not-too-distant future. Uh, in Candia, was it the, uh, the the puffy kind of snow? Yeah, real real easy to move around. Got to yeah. go out and finish this morning, so yeah. That, that's the kind we don't mind, right? Nope, nope. Just the rain on Wednesday probably might be a problem. True, very true. Well, hopefully that won't uh, impact the ski areas, uh, but, uh, you know, they, they can make their own snow anyway, but it's always the perception that uh, people from out of state have that, well, it's not snowing here, so it's probably not snowing in New Hampshire. But uh, I, as far as I know, John, you can attest to Cannon with great conditions. And I know I uh, checked on Loon, and they have some uh, great conditions as well and other ski areas. And I'm happy, John, that uh, you're still tuned in and uh, you'll be skiing free on WKXL. Thank you, sir. John, you're welcome. Have a great week. You too, Ken. Great to hear from you. There's John from Candia. Man, he's he's followed me. I've had a few stops, as you know, in uh, New Hampshire radio over the years. And he's still listening. Amazingly enough, after all these years, John is tuned in. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. And see, it pays off once in a while. It uh, pays off all the time to listen to our great programming here at uh, WKXL. And for the next two weeks... Uh, we will be giving away uh, a chance for you to ski free uh, on this program every day for the next two weeks. And our friend Slim on the sports machine will have opportunities for you to ski free on us as well. So it, it, it all works out. And uh, it, it, as they used to say in the radio trade, it pays to listen to WKXL. So, at any rate, it, it does, and uh, it will continue to pay to listen to WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And uh, congratulations again to uh, John from Candia. You could be next. I don't know if Slim has tickets today, uh, but uh, we, I know for sure that we will tomorrow. So, in order to get through quickly to Andrew, just remember to uh, put that on uh, auto dial, 603 603- Two two four fourteen fifty, and if you you know want to chime in and uh, express your opinions on whatever is going on in the world that concerns you, we're always happy to have uh, your calls here at WKXL. And that includes this show, and of course uh, the Sports Machine with Slim, which comes on uh, at ten o'clock, right after ten o'clock here on uh, WKXL, and the shows are repeated as well, folks. Slim show is. Uh, repeated at 6 o'clock, 
in the evening, and this show is repeated at 7 o'clock if you missed it the first time around. So uh, that's uh, what we do. And I want to remind you, a couple of great shows coming up. Our uh, good friend Charlie Russell. Many of you know Charlie. Charlie, one of the most well-known people in the Concord area. And uh, Charlie is going to join us. Charlie uh, and I are going to be talking about the history of the New Hampshire primary, which comes up, folks. Guess what? Two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow. It'll be the uh, uh, first in the nation. New Hampshire primary, of course, so one week from today will be the always confusing Iowa caucuses. So that'll be one week from today, the Iowa caucuses, and then eight days from that will be the first in the nation primary, where Nikki Haley says uh, New Hampshire has the opportunity to correct what happens in Iowa. (laughs) She said that at a recent appearance uh, in New Hampshire last week, I think uh, in Milford, and took some heat from her opponents by saying New Hampshire corrects Iowa. But history shows that she's not too far off, folks. That's what we do. We make the correction right here on uh, primary day. First in the nation primary. We've been doing it now for 100 years. Hopefully it will continue for 100 more, uh, despite the wishes of uh, one political party in particular. So at any rate, uh, Charlie Russell tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we will be uh, chatting with uh, Neil Levesque, the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College, where there will be a big debate coming up very shortly. And we'll talk with uh, Neil about that. And uh, we'll be talking with uh, Charlie tomorrow about the history of the first in the nation primary, which dates back even before Charlie was around 100 years ago. He's seen a lot of them uh, over the years, but uh, he'll be in tomorrow to talk about it. Neil will be uh, with us on uh, Wednesday. And if, by the way, by the way, if you see Charlie Russell uh, tomorrow uh, anywhere in the Concord area, uh, wish him a happy birthday because tomorrow is Charlie's birthday. And he'll be on the show to celebrate the birthday. Andrew will have the coffee brewing. I told Charlie we'd, uh, you know, have a pot of coffee ready for him for his birthday. And he'll be in here tomorrow. And uh, Neil Levesque on uh, Wednesday. Thursday, we'll have another exciting guest. I haven't booked it yet, but it'll be exciting on uh, on Thursday and then the Friday Fun Bunch. Just to uh, preview our week a little bit. If you missed it over the weekend... The Concord High Crimson Tide hockey team, boys hockey team, uh, pounded Pinkerton 7-1 to one on Saturday afternoon at Tritown Ice Arena in Hooksett. Great win for Duncan Walsh's team. Dunk now in his 34th year uh, behind the bench for the Concord High Crimson Tide, and they are off to a 4-0 regular season start. Pinkerton coming into that game on Saturday was 4-0, and the Tide took care of them. 7-1, Carter Doherty had a hat trick. 
for the Crimson Tide. And that one they will play again against Bo. Concord Bo, Wednesday night at the Everett Arena. That's a matchup that you never want to miss. So check it out Wednesday, 7.30 at the Everett Arena. Concord versus Bo in boys high school hockey. And that'll do it for this edition of Tail and Company. More winning coming up. Your chance to ski free on us. Congratulations to our winner today, John from Candia. That'll do it. Join us tomorrow. Charlie Russell will be here. And remember, folks, that we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental and always look on the bright side of life. Have a great Monday, everybody. Thank you.